Yuletide greetings and salutations to everybody out there in podcast land. This is the Judo Chop Suey Podcast, and I'm your host, Judo Dave Roman. On this very special edition of the Judo Chop Suey Podcast, I am celebrating as of this moment, as of today, one year of foolishness, buffoonery, uninspired ramblings, and ignorant opinions on all things related to judo, <laughs> and talking about results, talking about uh, some some history, news, things like that. One year of the Judo Chop Suey podcast, and look, let me tell you guys, I am really excited about that. I, I didn't think I'd make it a year. I wasn't even sure if I'd make it uh, five episodes, to be honest with you, but one year in, and I believe this is episode 38. I had hoped to get 52 episodes by this point, but you know, life happens, and I, you guys, I've covered that many times, especially as of as of recent. There's been a lot going on with my life, but I'm back. I wanted to do an episode specific to the one year anniversary. There'll probably be some judo news, but not a whole lot because this this episode, I want it to be as a thank you to all of you and I want to talk about my experiences doing this podcast over the past year and hopefully maybe inspire somebody else to take up the mantle and and start doing regular judo specific podcasts because I as far as I'm concerned I mean yeah you got you got other ones no don't get me wrong you got other ones uh you you certainly have the original judo podcast and you've got um actually taking it uneasy is back believe it or not but he's doing a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff and and I know Lance Wicks got his podcast uh, but as far as regular dedicated or semi dedicated uh, podcasting on the subject of judo I think I'm really the only one if there's somebody out there that I've missed I apologize profusely but hey I want to talk about some of the good some of the bad some of the things I got right uh, some of the things that I regret and hopefully you know if nothing else maybe inspire somebody to to either start up a podcast or maybe you guys walk away from this appreciating that tur- doing a podcast is not just a matter of turning on a microphone and flapping your gums. It's, it's There's a lot of work involved and I definitely want to get a little bit into that. I won't make this episode all about that, but I definitely, it's important for me to share my thoughts and and talk about where I believe this podcast may go in, in the future. So, so but first, I want to get thank yous out of the way. And first and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for giving me a chance and in, in giving me a listen throughout this entire year. Some of you are new to the podcast. Some of you have been around since since episode two. I, I really don't count episode one, even though even though that's technically my first episode. But um, I, I really want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you. Um, there'll be some special thanks that I need to get out of the way, but but certainly your participation, your encouragement, your emailing, your your following me on Instagram, your your messaging me on Facebook and on you know Twitter and everything, it really means the world to me. I when I started this podcast, I I wanted to endeavor to do something different. And something fun and, and to talk about something that I really love, which is judo. And, 
you guys have really empowered me to do that with your encouraging words and, and your kindness. And quite frankly, uh, for some of you, your generosity. And look, I want to I want to send special thank yous to to everybody that I've interviewed uh, going from from uh, Jonah Ewell and Chris Round and Sensei Steve Scott and uh, Sensei Serge Bouyasso, uh Bob way out in Australia. I know you're listening. Thank you very much. Hans Van Essen of JudoInside.com. You know, I, I got to say his generosity. And look, there's been a few of you out there that have sent me stuff uh, as gifts to the show. And, and I'm really touched by that. You know, you got Jonah and you got Bob. Uh, Hans was the first one to do it. And the gift package that he sent me for just just being a buffoon behind this microphone, basically, it, it really touched me. All, all Everything that everybody did really touched me. I don't want to forget about Christian who came on the podcast as well. I want to thank um, Judo Joe Kaiser, of course. All of you have really made this podcast very special to me. And it's just something that I never believed that would have so many listens, quite frankly. I, I remember when I first started this, if I got more than 10 downloads, I would have been very happy. And, and I've uh, far exceeded that number, to say the least. I also want to thank um, the Nick and Sai Show for sponsoring the podcast. I am very grateful for that. You guys were my first official sponsors, and, and I, I'm just very, very grateful. So I want to talk a little bit about running a podcast and and I'm this this episode is not just going to be about doing a podcast but I wanted to give you guys some of my takes and some of my uh experiences doing this show and, and what it really takes to to put together uh, a, a horrendous podcast just like this so having this podcast is something that I had actually wanted to do for a number of years and and the name Judo Chop Suey is something that I came up with probably about three years ago when I and it was thinking to myself, you know, gosh, it'd be nice to have a podcast. And if I ever did have a podcast on Judo, I'm going to call it Judo Chop Suey. There are a few people out there who may understand why I called the show Judo Chop Suey and how I got that name together. But quite frankly, it would be too hard to explain why and how I got that name put together. So I'm I'm not going to bother. The story's not interesting. It would take me too long to tell, but but yeah, Judo Chop Suey is is a name that I had in my mind for years. Um I listened to my first episode a couple of days ago and gosh, I've come a long way. I that that first episode, I sounded like I was overdosing on Valium. I I couldn't believe the, the intro was awful. It was just the, the sound quality was terrible and and I know I've come a long way. It, it took me a while to find my way behind the microphone. And I still have a lot to learn. There's still equipment that I wish that I had for this podcast that I don't have because I'm just such a I'm so cheap when it comes to buying things for myself. And I, I, I always feel guilty spending my own money. But I do. And, you know, I, I got the basic mic. I got uh, my equipment. I basically have a. I got the Scarlett 2i2 from Focusrite, um, which was a, 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 a dual-channel preamp um, with a pretty good microphone and a mic stand, and and uh, I also got a pop filter. So that's, that's the equipment I use, and I run that into my laptop, and I record using Audacity. So if you guys are ever wondering, gosh, I, you know, how do I get started? What kind of equipment do I use? 
this is the equipment that I bought for myself probably around episode 10, which was prior to episode 10. I, and if you guys have been with me since the beginning, if you guys remember, I used to do the podcast in my car on my phone. And that was fine during the winter months in Florida because it only gets about, you know, the highs are maybe about 60 degrees or so in, in the or the lows are about 60 degrees in the morning. And that's 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 cool enough for me to sit in my garage in my car. And it, it actually produced pretty good sound for a phone um, sitting in my car. But the, the space was just really uncomfortable. And I I really needed to be in front of my laptop to do on the fly editing and such. So I, I ended up getting this stuff and and uh, it's worked out quite well for me. Now, the, the other challenges that I've had, especially ever since I moved into this new home, is the acoustics in the room. In my former house, I've said it many times, I, I basically had a, 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 a movie room, which it was designed that way by the owner. I, I did not own that house. I didn't build it that way. So it, it absorbed sound really well. But when I moved into this room, I had to to treat the room with with sound panels and, and things like that. And and even the sound, I'm still not 100% pleased with it. But again, when it comes to spending money on myself, I, I, I don't like doing it. So it's it's been, you know, I get a little bit here and there at a time, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't like spending money on myself, quite frankly. That's why I have all of you to send me wonderful gifts. So yeah, so I've come a long way from episode one, but believe it or not, when I listen back to episode one, I'm still a little bit impressed with what I did because it's the only episode I ever did where I pushed record and talked and then stopped recording and I didn't do any editing whatsoever. Every single episode after that, I've spent a lot of time editing, mixing and sounds. I, I know you guys remember I used to do a lot more sound bites than I do now. Uh, a lot of you sent me emails on how I can improve the show, and I took those words of encouragement and those those constructive criticisms to heart, and I tried to adjust. I still wanted to be me, um, and I still will continue to be me and do the best podcast that I think I can do. Um, and unfortunately, that may alienate other people. They may want to hear me talk about certain things and cover judo in a certain way or keep the podcast certain lengths and stuff like that. I, I I can't please everybody. And that was a lesson I had to learn in the early going, but I think I've pleased enough of you guys that you keep listening. And, and again, I I'm, I'm just very, very grateful for that. I got to say podcasting is a heck of a lot more work than I ever believed that it would be. I ended up, finding a way to produce episodes uh, where I did the editing on the fly. But boy, there were days where I, I would record the episode and I'd spend seven hours editing. And, and I, I want my longest time that I spent on a single episode was probably 15 hours. And I had to say to myself, gosh, I gotta, I gotta find a better way to do that. And, and when it comes to, when I talk about hours, I'm talking about from show prep to the actual recording, the editing, the, you know, the uploading, the, you know, coming up with the title, the, the advertising, if you want to call it advertising, there's a lot of work involved. And I would say on average, I probably put in per episode these days, still about six to eight hours worth of work. And it's, it's a lot. It's, it's taken, it, it's taken, uh, it's not, not so much it's toll, but it certainly takes away from 
other things that I could be doing in my life, but this is something that I really love doing. And I've managed to find time here and there during the week to do a little bit of recording here, a little bit of recording there. By the time this episode drops, it will be the year anniversary, but obviously I am recording this uh, days in advance because I just... um, I, I, that's just the way that I can only do podcasting these days. It's just with my family and my and my uh, responsibilities here and at work and and of course uh, doing actual judo. It you know my time is very limited, so I have to you know make do with with uh, with the time that I can make. And and that's I just do a little bit here, half hour here, forty five minutes there, twenty minutes here, and that's how an episode gets put together. I'm pretty pleased with the the statistics for this podcast. I would say, I, I don't know if it's good or bad. It doesn't really matter to me, download numbers. But I probably had over, between all the episodes, probably about 16,000 plus downloads. And, you know, that I think that's a lot of downloads. Maybe it's not. All I know is that for as much work as I do having a judo-centric podcast, it's never going to be as big as any Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu podcasts that are out there. And I know there's a ton. And I, I've gotten a lot of those messages where people say, gosh, there's just so many Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu podcasts. It's refreshing to have a Judo-specific podcast. And, you know, half of my listenership is in the United States. And most of those people or, or a lot of my listeners do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And, and that's cool. I, I think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is great. I think... Um, at least in the United States, judo has missed the boat in terms of advertising, in terms of getting people excited for judo. I, I've talked about this many times, and it's a subject that I'll, I'll cover once again. I, I think I don't think USA Judo over the years has done itself any favors in terms of growing judo, and I would say the same thing about the USJA and the, and the USJF. I don't think they've done themselves any favors with growing judo, but I know the people are trying very hard. It's just, you know, and I know I know all of those federations are going in the right direction, in my opinion, especially um, after my interview with Serge Bouyasu way back in May. I really do believe the the judo federations are going in a, in a more uh, correct direction in terms of trying to grow judo. I think the IJF has done a good job with judo. I know... The IJF, even me mentioning that, uh, makes some people's skins crawl. But I think in terms of, of growing the sport, in, in terms of the technology, in terms of the business partnerships that they've had, I think judo is going to look very different over the next four years. Um, but especially heading into the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, I would venture to guess that judo is going to have a lot more exposure uh, heading into those particular Olympics because it's in Tokyo, and that's good. That's the uh, the birthplace of judo, and and I think that there's a there's a lot of story and a lot of interest that will be generated for judo heading into those Olympics, and that's the kind of interest that you're just not going to get in in uh, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world. And CNN has their show called Judo World, and there isn't a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu equivalent on CNN, so. There's a lot going on with judo that I think the organizations really need to take advantage of and just not 
do the whole standard quo type stuff. I, I think there's an opportunity for growth and it's happening right now. And I'm hoping that with this, this, uh, this horrendous podcast that I can play a very, very small part in that, in that growth and in that interest. I think ultimately that's what I'm hoping for with this podcast that, you know, as judo grows in the United States, as its visibility is, is, uh, well, as judo is made more visible, on social media and on television. I'm really hoping that, you know, maybe somebody who sees the show would be like, gosh, I wonder if there's a judo podcast out there. And then they'll do a search for judo podcast and they'll see the original judo podcast first. And that's okay. Cause they'll eventually see mine way down on the list somewhere. And, you know, and I think that's a good thing. I just want to be able to give back to the judo community. And I felt that, Given my limited judo ability, <laughs> given my age, and given the time that I have, the best way for me to give back to judo is through this podcast. And I'm going to keep trying to do so. Now, some of you may be wondering and asking, Dave, what's your favorite episode that you've done? Actually, nobody's asking that. But I'm going to tell you my favorite episode. My favorite episode, actually, there's two of them that I had the most fun doing. Episode 28, which is about the first judo world champion in American history. And no, it was not Dr. Anne Maria DeMars. If you don't know who that was, go listen to episode 28. I really love doing that episode. It's about it's about judo. It's about professional wrestling, which I know some of you, if you've been listening long enough, you know that I'm a fan of professional wrestling. I went to WrestleMania earlier this year. But episode 28 was probably my favorite episode to do. I also love doing the um, episode eight, which was about judo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and why Brazilian jiu-jitsu is winning the quote-unquote, I don't know, American attention spans compared to judo, um, for lack of a better term. That's, that's that episode. Episode eight happens to be my most listened to episode um, of this podcast, which is just interesting to, to see that. Uh, such an early episode. It really goes to show you how every time I mention Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in a podcast, those download numbers are increased by 10%. And, and that's just the nature of, of what I'm going against in terms of other uh, grappling podcasts that are out there. I, like I said, the, I will never be bigger than the uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu podcast out there because it's just... I mean, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is huge in the United States, and and which I, I never. I, I again, I, I go back to it. I think judo has missed an opportunity, and I refuse to believe that it's all because of UFC one back in 1994. Why Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is so popular? It, it can't can't all be because of Hoist Gracie. I, so anyway, look, I, I'm going off on tangents here. Where was I? Oh yeah, my favorite episode. So episode eight. And episode nine, where I talked about uh, my where my interest in martial arts and in in how I became interested in judo. Those are probably my favorite episodes uh, to do. And of course, I love doing all the interviews because um, it's a little secret. I don't think I've ever shared the podcast where I do interviews are actually really easy for me. It's the least amount of work. It's basically just. Me pressing record and having a conversation with somebody for the most part. I mean, I've had to do a little bit editing here and there, but but those those episodes and and of course doing co-hosted episodes with uh, Judo Joe Kaiser, 
Uh, those are always a lot of fun for me, uh, but those are really easy to do as well because it's just a conversation. I guess my challenge is here being a podcaster. Doing a solo podcast takes a lot more work, and that's something, you know, as I mentioned it before, I just didn't realize heading into this thing how how much work putting together a, a or you know I try to be as entertaining and as funny as I can be pos- as possible uh, without trying to lose the audience and that's it's not easy um, to to do and uh, but but I still I still love trying to make you guys laugh and putting a smile on your faces I try I I, I probably fail most of the time but I if I get one person to laugh at something I say I I won the day unintentional rhyme. So I've talked about the good, and now I want to get to the bad. The episode I regret the most happens to be like my fourth downloaded episode, uh, uh, most downloaded episode ever. The one where I talked about Kayla Harrison after her comments uh, blasting USA Judo. I regret that episode a lot. And the reason why I regret it is because... I said a lot of things. I, I was very over the top. I, I was very genuine, but I was very, um, for lack of a better term at the moment, emotional. I, I was very upset at a lot of the things that Kayla Harrison had to say about USA Judo. I agreed with a lot of those things that had that was said, but I regret not having a little more tact. And the thing is, is that I may feel a certain way about certain things, about judo, about USA judo, about the IJF. But I think after that episode, and nobody nobody emailed me, nobody took me to task, nobody criticized me for the things that I said. But in hindsight, I wish I had a little more tact because in, in doing this podcast over the past year, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are in... Uh, for lack of a better term, higher places. Um, I, I am almost certain uh, Marius Pfizer has at least listened to uh, one of these episodes. I know people in the IJF has listened to these episodes. I know people in USA Judo have listened at least once. So I have to make sure as a podcaster that I just don't fly off the handle and start rambling like a madman. I, I got to make sure that when I do these episodes that I'm doing episodes that I can bring attention to an issue or a concern that I have, but without misaligning people's intentions or their desires to improve things as well. And I think I said a lot of things in that episode that I think were unfair or or maybe, you know, I'm not really in a position to be critical of an organization I don't work for and I'm not inside those walls and I don't know what really goes on. I only know what I've heard and I only know what I've seen in terms of lawsuits in the past. Um, and I've only, I only know what has been made public by people like Kayla Harrison, uh, Travis Stevens, Ronda Rousey in years past. So, there's been a lot of negative with USA Judo in years past. And, you know, I have to leave the past in the past. And, you know, I have to only comment. I should only be commenting on things that are happening now. And what is USA Judo doing now? And I think 
USA Judo is on the right path. I, I really believe that, especially after talking with Serge Buyaso back in May. I really believe USA Judo is on the right path uh, for growth. I would still love to see USA Judo have a partnership with Brazil, uh, with Brazil's national uh, judo organization, and, and you know, and maybe bring up the level in the United States, um, it, which I think ultimately would would do a lot of benefit in bringing up the financial resources for USA Judo. So yeah, episode twenty one. I regret that the most. If you want to listen to why, feel free to go back and listen to episode twenty one. Um, but it's about Kayla Harrison's comments against USA Judo. Lastly, in terms of where I think this podcast will go, I still plan on doing the podcast going into 2018 uh, for sure. I'm still probably going to do a two-week format uh, for the time being. If I can do it once a week, I would love to do it once a week. But for the time being, I can really only commit to once every other week. And, and unless I go on vacation or some other type of uh, tra tragedy or something else happens, you know, that, that may delay things, you know, th this year was the hurricane and, and then, you know, my wife had surgery just the other week. So, you know, when things like that happen, it's going to delay the episodes, but I'm still planning on uh, doing an episode once every two weeks. I am on the suggestion of a few of you out there. I may put together a Patreon um, as a means to, if you guys have any interest to support the, the podcast whatsoever, I mean, man, it, it would be nice to at least have my hosting fees paid a month, which is, I mean, it's only 15 bucks. It doesn't, you know, 15 bucks is nothing to me, but, um, but that would be nice if, if the podcast generated a little something, something to, 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 to at least pay that bill. Um, so I'm considering doing a Patreon sometime next year uh, as a means for the listeners to support the podcast in any way that they would like. Um, and, of course, I'll, I'll have different goodies. I, I don't know much about Patreon, but what I understand is for every dollar or, or $2 that somebody sends in, you you, you can give a shout-out. You could do something special for the higher you know, if somebody gives more money, you do something special. So maybe I got to figure out what I'm exactly going to do before I set up some kind of a Patreon. Um, but I may do that. It'll be no pressure on any of you guys. Uh, the only the only thing, and you'll get sick of hearing me say it, is that I'll, I'll talk about the Patreon that you can support me. Um, but that's not something I'm going to hammer. It's not something I'm going to expect. Just a little something, you know, that um, if I decide to do that, you know, I'll I'll be sure to let you know in future episodes, but that certainly will not happen until next year. So, all right. On to some judo related news, as I promised earlier in the episode, the Tokyo Grand Slam is happening in just a few days. And let me tell you guys, if you missed the world championships because you were blocked out due to the IJS partnership with um, some sports network called 11 sports and you weren't able to watch the world championships online. I don't think that's going to be the case with the Tokyo grand slam. I'm almost certain don't hold me to it, but I'm almost certain that the Tokyo grand slam will be available on, on, uh, on the IJF site live. I, I are they calling it Epon TV still? I'm not hundred percent sure. I know they changed the name, um, I, and it, it, the name is just escaping me. You know, I'm, I'm getting close to 43 years old. My memory's not quite what it used to be. But 
I am certain if it's not on ipon.tv, you could probably go to the, the IGF's webpage, uh, um, IGF's YouTube page on um, on YouTube, obviously, and you should be able to watch it there. This will be the last event of the IJF calendar year, and it's probably going to be one of the biggest events outside of the world championships. Uh, as I understand it, there's going to be over 450 judoka comp- uh, competing from 66 different countries, and it's going to feature a, a J- Japanese heavy team because they're the host. Uh, they're the host country, so they get to enter. Uh, the most amount of participants, and I expect Japan to clean house. I mentioned this in the last episode. Japan followed by France and and Russia and Brazil, and I'm sure maybe you'll get a medal winner or two from other countries like Azerbaijan, and you know maybe there'll be some surprises like there were in the World Championships. But regardless, I expect this to be a uh, a Japanese heavy. Uh, day and weekend and I expect them to win the most gold medals as they normally do Shohei Ono is set to make his return to the Tokyo Grand Slam he hasn't competed in this event for a number of years and the last time he competed if I'm not mistaken was the Olympics where he won gold I would not be surprised to see a Shohei Ono and Soichi Hashimoto, Hashimoto uh, final. I would not be surprised to see an all-Japanese final in the under-73 kilo division. It's my understanding that Aaron Wolf will not be competing at the Tokyo Grand Slam. I was looking forward to watching him compete. He's one of my favorites to watch in, in that under-100 kilo division. And and I'm getting this from judoinside.com, which I say all the time. If you're not reading judoinside.com, shame on you, because Hans Van Essen does a great job with the site and getting the latest on all judo news. But So I'm reading this article from judoinside.com, and apparently Aaron Wolf is being replaced by uh, Daikai Nishiyama. And I don't... Maybe somebody can explain this to me. It's... Perhaps the Japanese national team is so huge that they can afford to just slot guys in and out however they choose. But Aaron Wolf is the world champion. He won the under 100 kilo in division in the world championships this year in Budapest. And I don't, I don't understand why the Japanese would would take him out of this tournament. It does it doesn't make sense. I, I don't know if he's nursing an injury. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. I've I've not heard anything. And um, the article on Judo Inside doesn't seem to indicate either way whether or not he's injured. But I just find it interesting how some some of these athletes, just the way that the rosters are changed for some of these tournaments that are some of these teams that Japan sends out there. Perhaps they want to get uh, Nishiyama some more experience against some of the top people in the world. Perhaps they see uh, Nishiyama as a, as another strong contender for the under hundred kilo division. It's it does it seems to me that this is not the first time Aaron Wolf has been pulled out of a tournament in favor of uh, somebody else. And I don't know anything about Mashu Baker. He's one of my other favorites to watch. I think he's still nursing an injury. He got injured earlier in the year, and I was thinking that perhaps he he I. Th- Figured he was going to miss the World Championships, but I but I was thinking perhaps he may be able to be ready for the Tokyo Grand Slam. But it does not seem to be 
in the cards for him in this tournament. As far as results, I said it before, I expect the Japanese team to clean house here. In particular, I expect the uh, the Abe siblings to clean house, Hifumi Abe in the under-66 kilo division and Uta Abe in the under-52 kilo division. I expect them to win. Majlinda Kelmendi will not be at this tournament. As far as Team USA, as, as I understand it, if I have my information correct from the IJF.org website, uh, some of the key names in from, from Team USA, Nick Del Popolo, Hannah Martin, uh, Jack Hatton, who came in third, I believe, earlier this year in the tournament. My Again, there goes my fading memory. Um, so I expect those three to uh, perhaps have a good showing. Uh, the, the, the U.S. team is sending a total of eight athletes. But you never know. Maybe somebody will, will surprise us in, in one of these other divisions. So I wish the best of luck to Team USA. It looks like Teddy Renner will not be at this tournament, which is a shame. I know he just won the world championships. And again, I, I, I have to wonder, what does he have left to prove? So he, he just might take the rest of the year off until the next world championships and then show up and, and clean house again. The Georgian team is only sending three a- athletes, uh, Varlan Lepertiliani, uh, Ushangi Margiani, and Vaja Margvelashvili, who they, they are all great to watch. I was hoping that uh, Tushishvili would show up at this tournament, but um, I'm disappointed once again. So I am go- definitely going to try and watch this tournament. I will not be watching it on the second, but uh, hopefully uh, maybe on the third uh, I'll be able to watch it. Uh, you know, I may be able to catch uh, Saturday's action uh, over here because I believe with the time difference it'll be Friday night um, uh, by my time. So I may be able to catch some of the action Friday night. I will not be able to watch uh, Saturday night because I think I mentioned it in my last episode. I'll be going to Epcot, um, spend some time with the family and spend the day out there. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'll be sure in my next episode to cover this event and cover the results. Because I said I said it uh, a couple of times that since the World Championships, I the only event that I cared for after the World Championships was the Tokyo Grand Slam. So I fully expected to dive deep into some of the matches that I liked watching and, you know, the winners and some of the key losers. I'm sure there'll be some surprises out there. So uh, best of luck to all athletes. I hope that none of them get injured and, and uh, I'm just, um, I'm sure it'll be a great day for, for everybody involved. There's one last thing I want to cover before I get the heck out of here. There's going to be a new episode of Judah world on November 29th, and I can't wait to see it. It I thought the last episode of Judah World was fantastic. I'll be very curious to see uh, what they end up covering. The last episode, they covered a lot of the world championships. Now, if there's been a, a second episode of Judah World, I have not seen it. I've not been made aware of it. Uh, I'm going to be sure to share this, this article that I'm seeing on the IGF.org's website. Um, with all of you, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. I'll uh, share it on my Facebook page and on my Twitter, which is at Levita Judoka. Um, looks like Judo World is set to air on, uh, as I said before, November 29th at 730 in the morning on uh, CNN International. So 
set your DVRs. As I'm actually, by the time this gets released, it'll probably have already aired. But I'm sure there'll be multiple airings throughout the day of Judah World. And if not, you could always go to CNN International's website, and it, just like I did the last time, and you'll be able to watch that episode uh, for free. Well, you, you'll be bombarded with ads that CNN's way. But after the after the advertisement, that then it'll be for free. All right, guys, I think I'm good here. I just, again, being this is the anniversary episode of the Judo Chop Suey podcast, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening, for interacting, for following me on different uh, various social media platforms. I am very grateful for each and every one of you, um, people who haven't written, people who have written. And I just, again, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me a chance and giving this podcast a chance. And uh, I, I appreciate you all. I really, really do. So with that, I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Hope you have a good holiday season. I'm sure I'm going to be talking to you guys again. Uh, certainly I'm aiming for twice in, uh, aiming for twice in, uh, December, I am going on vacation starting December 18th, so I will be uh, on a cruise. I'm looking forward to Come that. Alright, I'm rambling here. I hear Sai in the background singing Gangnam Style. So, until next time, train hard, stay safe out there. I'm out. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Open Gangnam Style.